You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Hello, this is the Lynx Podcast. This is Becky Blue. I am the guest host today, and we have turned the tables. I get to interview your usual host, John Semshenko. Hello, John. Hi, Becky. Thank you very much for that kind introduction. You're really good at this, by the way. <laughs> I'm I'm fearful that I may have worked myself out of a job now. Like, Is this a job? I didn't know that. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> In the volu- in the what do we call this? The in the volunteer world. Yes, uh, yeah, we love volunteering. Let's call role. it a role. It's a role. Well, I'm happy to to jump in whenever you need me because this is very fun. Um, so um, we got to meet a few months ago when you interviewed me about my book, Turning the Magic and Mystery of More Days, and we um, had a great conversation. And now you've invited me to take over the microphone and. Let's learn about John. So tell me your story. Well, it, it's it's one of my favorites. I, I love talking about me. Uh, so thank you, finally. Finally, there somebody has asked. Um, no. um, I grew up in a small town. I was born, um, was the first child born, and I grew up in a small town in central North Dakota. Uh, my dad was a pilot, egg sprayer, and a farmer. My wife, my wife. Sorry, honey. You weren't married um, yet, probably. I wasn't married, but I did have a mother. <laughs> It's amazing when you're the oldest boy, you get the two confused sometimes. Um, oh my gosh, I get that. I, yeah, you get yeah. that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my mom was a nurse, and so I grew up. Um, uh, was born and just was the oldest, and I had a younger brother that was born a couple years later. So he and I grew up together. Grew up on the farm. Uh, that was the first job I ever had was working on the farm, and uh, loved sports mostly because it got me off the farm. And uh, doing doing basketball, football, those things, and so had a great uh, great uh, time growing up in Max, North Dakota, and went to went to college in Fargo, uh, where I met my future wife at the time. I sprained my ankle playing football, and she uh, she taped my ankle, and then she brought cookies to her house. <gasps> oh, and she, I, she very very intelligent gal. She I mean, she saw the best way she wanted to kind of <laughs> at least earn my attention at the time. Uh, it was through my stomach, so um, <laughs> so she baked for me and all my roommates, and she became quickly a. Uh, my friends were like, "John, you have to marry this girl." Oh, that's a very sweet meetup story. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. So, yeah, we moved. She and she is a originally originally Mitchell girl, but then moved to Watertown. So, so we, uh, yeah, I just like she. I, I for for several minutes, I tried to convince her to move to North Dakota. I was just going to ask you that. How did you decide between South and North? Um, it was a little bit of a, yeah, so it was a little bit of an indecision. Like when I graduated, she still had a year of school left. She was an a, uh, athletic training major. And um, I was done and I uh, went back to the farm and, you know, wasn't sure what the future held, but uh, I went home that summer after I graduated and I got a call from this fledgling organization called the Sioux Falls Storm. And they said, we want you to come play in Sioux Falls. And I had, I mean, I'd never been to Sioux Falls. And I had no idea who the Sioux Falls Storm were. Uh, I felt it was kind of a shady operation, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but the only hook that he had, and I don't even know if if they knew this, but at the time my my wife was doing an internship. My wife, my girlfriend at the time, yeah. she was doing an intern- internship in Sioux Falls and was living here. And so I kind of was like, I was like, okay, 
This may, okay, if I say no to this, she, I'm going to have to explain to yes, her why. Yes, yes. And uh, so I did. I just moved down here, and uh, that was the last time. From then on, it's it's history. I've been a, so tell, oh, I've been to a couple of Storm games. Tell me, a, tell me about your time with the Storm. How long did you play for them? Uh, I played six seasons. Really? Yep, coached one season, and uh, had a good time in my life. I mean, I, I thought after playing college football, I thought, man, it can't get any better than this. Yeah. Um, great relationships, great friends made, and great experiences, and then I came here and just I was blessed with a whole nother football family and the early years, man, they were they were they were it was sketchy. First couple of years and then we got some some real some community buy in. Uh they did a great job of recruiting local college players mm-hmm. and uh kinda we I don't know, just had a good time. Good time playing and uh we ended up in I think it was three or four. It was four, 2004, we won the first uh, United Bowl. And so we were semi-whatever-you-call-us national champs. And then the next year, we went undefeated and won the championship again. And so that was my... Do you have a ring? Where's the ring? Uh, <laughs> interesting story. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have four. I have four rings. You have four and, rings. You really and, did get a ring. Yeah, I did. Yep, we won. Okay. Um, yeah, so I actually don't wear them. Okay. Um, well, that'd be a little showy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, I don't, I don't. It, it's I wear this is the one ring I won in college. Yeah, that's the wedding ring. The that's wedding the one ring. that counts. Yeah. yeah, that's important. But I love that you have four rings. That's great. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I gave, I gave uh, actually all of them away to people that I oh. knew would value them, and um, that was the one surprise about you know winning in sports. You always want to win the championship and. I had never won anything in high school or college. And so to have one and get to that point where you go, now what? Yeah. What became obvious was like, man, this is something you have to be able to share. And so I had a friend that just, you know, was just very into him. And I said, hey, you like this? He's like, this is awesome. I was like, you can have it. So he took it and he's, to this day, he always references that. And he says, wow, this is so cool. Thank you so much for this. And the other one I gave to my, to my father Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other two I'm gonna give to my boys. So, wow, so, yeah, I think I, that speaks volumes about you, John. You know, someone who would mm-hmm. give something that you worked so hard to achieve and that meant so much to you. So, I'm guessing I'm looking at somebody with a really generous, big heart right here. So, where did that come from? Did you have a little role model for that? Um, my my parents really. I mean, growing up in the home that I did, it was that was modeled for me. Both my mom and my dad were both givers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they cared about the other, um, and it, and it wasn't, it's something that, you know, I think I had to, I, I didn't take them at their word. I had to go the long route. And so, <laughs> um, I call it the, you know, the, the dark years that I went through where to challenge them. Oh, well, definitely, definitely. Um, and I, and I think that's part of that journey of going, okay, when you, you have a model to live out or you have an example to follow mm-hmm. there's a part in there was a part in me and i've discovered now that it's in a lot of us where we need to we need to figure it out for ourselves and so i um well, you know i went to the school of hard knocks for several semesters yeah and um at the end of it you know came through and i remember i was you know my wife and i were married first year of marriage and um, got to a point in my life where um things you know 
were really starting to kind of, you know, change. And uh, I just remember having a, you know, a trip across Nebraska. I was going to see my brother who was shipping off to, at that time, the Middle East to mm. serve overseas. And uh, on that trip, I just remember crying out and really just saying, you know, okay, there's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just remember a very unique experience uh, driving across Nebraska to see my brother potentially for the last time. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he, he volunteered to go overseas. He volunteered to serve his country. He, he was not called up. He actually took the place of someone who had children and my brother at the time didn't have kids. And so my brother, uh, models that for me, he, he wow. gave his, literally gave his life, uh, for another. And so I, I saw that and I watched and I, I looked, I'd always looked down on my little brother. Mm. Oh, he was little. I was it, picturing him older than you. No, no, no. He's, this is he's your a year and a half brother. younger. Okay. And so I had always been kind of the, the you know, that big brother, that yeah. older brother who was, you know, had experienced different things. And he always kind of was under my shadow. Well, I realized quickly, here's my little brother. He's doing something that I could never even dream of doing. And I remember thinking, like, there's got to be more to life than football. Stu, you know, playing for a stupid, uh, not a stupid, it sounds, but it's just a game. Here's right. my brother who's actually living out the model of service. And, and, and I just, you know, I didn't know where to take that. And so I just, you know, kind of took that and released that to, to God. And he just was like, you know, he said, I've, I have more for you. And, and, and it, will you, you know, and, and it was a question like, will you, will you trust me to take your life? Mm. And, um, so, and yeah. you said yes at that point. I said the best I knew how. I said yes. Yeah. And uh, it's been, you know. How did cer- your life change after that day? Um, uh, boy, it's been changing. I mean, it's been a process ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a process of um, submitting to his authority and then just turning the results over to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a wonderful journey. Um, Twenty, you know, twenty-one years of that. And, so, um, did you lose any friends over that? Nope. Good. I don't I, I, I look at it this way. I, I don't I don't possess friends, right? I mean the, the the pastoral cliche would be, you know, if you go to be a friend, you'll have friends everywhere. And so mm-hmm. um I don't I don't know that I've ever had friends. I've experienced love in many ways from many people. Um, but no, it, it didn't change my life in the sense of I, I still communicate with many of those friends you know mm-hmm. so i don't have i don't have as much in common with some of my friends that i used to have we don't have a lot to talk about anymore yeah and that's okay <laughs> and it's okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah right they still the guys that are my friends that were my friends they still are mm-hmm. the guys that love me and the guys that i loved i mean we still communicate but mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting the role that you you play when you um well when you become Anyway, well, <laughs> it's been I think, an interesting journey. Yeah, that's great. But I think it, you lift up the role of friendship mm-hmm. and talk about friendship in a town like Brandon. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, we, we're new to Brandon, so we, we've lived here for seven years now. And, uh, you know, we had heard, and I, I, growing up in a small town myself, I graduated with 14. Oh, gosh, that's smaller than my 22. I know. That's tiny. You're a big city girl, Becky. Kind of, yeah. Hurley, 399. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, see, we were 299. 
I don't know where they Where's that? They, couldn't they find another person to make it a round number? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, but you know, I, I think I think it, it's one of the you know greatest greatest environments to to learn about yourself mm-hmm. is in a small town because uh, you know Brandon is not a small town, but it has a small town expectation where everybody kind of knows a lot of, a little about everybody. In Sioux Falls, the expectation is, well, I don't know you. Yeah. In Brandon's, the expectation, oh, I just haven't met you yet. Mm-hmm. And so to me, Brandon has a great context for relationship because there's an openness and expectation. Everybody that moves here um, in 2015, before we moved here, that the University of South Dakota did some research. And the number one reason people moved to Brandon, most people would say they think it's a school, but actually that's the number two reason. In 2015, the number one people reason number one reason people moved to Brandon was was because of the small town atmosphere. Because in Brandon you have you have the convenience of being located to a larger metro area, yet you have a solid you have a, a place to go away from that, and so so that's actually the number one reason. And I and I think that you feel that at games, at sporting oh, events, at absolutely. I feel, I feel it at at uh, you know going to uh, uh, Mary Poppins last year. I almost cried. Mm-hmm. I don't cry very easily, but to see our students putting all that work in simply, simply to, to, to bless and entertain our community. I, I almost cried mm-hmm. and I, the talent. Yeah. And, and, and you feel that small town pride when you have those, you know, those moments like it's sunshine when you run into somebody, you know, um, you, you get that feel, um, it's obviously, you know, community's growing, but friendship and Brandon to me is, is it's all about investing. It's all about investing. What are you willing to invest in another? How are you willing to, because you can't say, I don't have any friends. We were talking about this with another guest and friendship is really, is really going out there and reaching out yes, and, and adding value to people around you. That's what a friend does. Um, and usually when you do that, you discover people that have that same concept mm-hmm. that same belief so so do you have like a question how do you approach somebody i mean it's easy to just if you're standing in a game next to somebody and you know sort of beyond like asking well who are you cheering for or whatever do you have some other questions you like to use <laughs> yeah. well it's tough to, it's tough I, I think you approach someone not with a question but with a gift with an offering so um at church i pastor here in brandon and what we do during the greeting time is i i try to always remind our people you need to go find someone and then introduce yourself to them. Mm. You don't ask a question. You offer an invitation. And what that does is it takes us from the, a, a question says, I need you. Yes. An offering says, I'd love to share with you. Um, and, and what's the greatest gift that we have? The greatest gift you have is you. Yeah. I mean, you're a gift to our community. I got. To, I heard so much about you back in then. I met you. I was like, now I know <laughs> you're a gift. And I'm like, oh, what a you know. Now I I have Becky Blues. I have her cell phone number. <laughs> five five. No, I'm just and I have yours, and I'm, I'm very I'm, thankful. I'm sorry, but I love that the, honestly because I'm all about questions. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite books is called A More Beautiful Question. And so mm-hmm. it's how to kind of phrase questions. But to sort of flip that on its side, and it's more coming at that person with an offering. I love that. And, and I think questions questions are for gaining and gathering. 
Yeah. Because you, if you if you're asking questions, that that is you wanting to learn and wanting to grow. And I think that's how you sometimes questions are allow us to get more out of that person. So if, when we ask each other questions, we learn about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but again, yeah, my favorite topic is talking about me. So. Tell us about your family. I want to know about your okay. kids and kind of how it's been for them and Brandon and maybe what dreams mm-hmm. you have for those children. Yeah. So wonderfully blessed my wife, Dana. Uh, she she and I live in Brandon. Uh, we we lived in Sioux Falls for 10 years, sold her house. And within 24 hours, we we found a house in Brandon. And so really, really feel that was, you know, certainly God's leading and part of his plan for us. So uh, yeah, I have two boys. Uh, one is 15 and one is 14. Um, they are both taller and nearly larger than I am. Uh, so they're growing boys. Uh, my, my dream for them, really, I joke sometimes and say, you know, I, I hope they would learn. My biggest dream is hope they learn from their mom and dad's mistakes. Um, you know, that they would grab hold of life in a full way. You know, that they would go and not try to chase any other script, but really discover who they are. And, uh, I, the way I say that is I hope they both, you know, learn to play the piano because uh, that's a lot easier on your body. Are they football players? They both do play football. Wow. Yes. They're, okay. Good for them. And they both love it. They both love it. And I coach them. Uh, I've had the privilege of coaching them all the way now up through high school. And, um, you know, my, my, my babies will be, but I, yeah, my, I love Lincoln and Anderson, both their, um, their names are Lincoln and Anderson. Yep. Why did you name them? I love those names. Um, it's yeah, interesting. So my youngest, Anderson, um, his he has my first name as his middle name. So okay, you know we have two boys. I grew up with two two boys in our home. So mm-hmm. um, I just felt like as the number two son, I wanted him to have the number one name. Mm. And then my oldest, my oldest has my middle name. Okay. So, but their first names actually Anderson is my my mother in law's maiden name. Okay, and. She's from Mitchell, and the Anderson family in Mitchell is is pretty well known. And uh, it was always the Anderson boys. Well, she was the only Anderson girl, <laughs> and when she got married, her name changed. So it's kind of a kind of a gift to her. We I had a I had a student when I taught elementary school, and he was my all he literally was my all time favorite kid. Like you've had uh, yeah. some some teachers have kids, and like, I'll never name my kid that. You're right, name. right. Well, this kid was such a he was such a sweetheart, and he was uh, he was a little he was a little boy. Uh, his name was Anderson Lopez, and he is from Guatemala. Hmm. And Anderson Lopez and I just loved Anderson. He was the sweetest kid in the entire planet. And I was like, I just I love that name. And so between those two things, we went with Anderson. And Lincoln was my wife and I lived in Lincoln, Nebraska when we got married. Okay. When we had when we had our son, we lived in Lincoln County. And <laughs> it's um, a theme. It's a theme, and I, I'm a big Abraham Lincoln. Well, I was fan. just going to say yeah. that too. You couldn't have a better namesake or role model. Yeah, absolutely. So, so talk a little bit about. Obviously, you're really one of the leads here on this, uh, the Brandon Wellness Center mm-hmm. project. And what do you picture, like maybe two years from now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a privilege and to be a part of it. And, and I really do. I, I think Brandon needs an indoor space. Uh, we, we say the five reasons for the Brandon Wellness Center are, there's five of them, November, December, January, <laughs> February, and March. That's um, pretty clear. I, I mean, it's, we need it. And, and the schools are an 
unbelievable source of, of community and unbelievable source, but there's 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 a greater need for it. And when we think about our our tennis, our our soccer, um, you know, doing tournaments has become such a big thing. Um, it, it bothers me many times when I see parents traveling hours and hours outside. Mm-hmm. Like it, I get it's good family time, but you're you're not in in community. You're going to compete, and I think sometimes competition is can be an enemy of community. Uh, however, I also think competition, if we structure it right, can be a great community builder. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, growing up, my kids went playing the Big Sioux Rec League in Harrisburg. Well, what a brilliant idea! I'm talking with several parents. I mean, you'd go down to Harrisburg and we're inside in the winter playing winter basketball and there's all these Brandon families. Yeah. We have Brandon teams playing Brandon teams in Harrisburg. And it's just like, well, what if we had a space for these activities, you know, mm-hmm. getting kids moving, getting them active is very important. What if we had a place in Brandon where people would come to our community on weekends from Sioux Falls, from the tri-state area. What if we became kind of a regional hub for that? And then our parents and our families, we we get to we don't have to travel. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it made a lot of sense to me. And and so I I had no concept of it until that COVID season. And I went and I asked some questions of some people in the community. And that was the question. I said, what could a group of well-intentioned people, if they really had the best interest of the community involved? What could they do if they bonded, banded together and just did something? And without variation, the three people that I asked, almost word for word, said, we need a community wellness center. Mm-hmm. And community means we're a community. Wellness means it's a, it's a de- it's different than competition. We got the competition thing down. Yeah, right? absolutely. Go <laughs> okay, links. Get it. We got it. We got it. Good. Yeah. That's great. But wellness. Okay, because as we grow and, and you know, I've felt this in my own bones, like I don't really have too many competitive bones anymore. <laughs> um, those are bones have all been kind of <laughs> broken, but uh, but there's more to it. Wellness and a, a bigger picture, and then and then a center, like center meaning like we can all come there. It's a shared space, not just for our community, but for other communities, and also on the economic side of it. Uh, we have a we have a culture in Brandon, a small business culture that's growing rapidly, mm-hmm. but want to continue to grow that. And what could we do to enhance that? What could we do to um, to really bring people to Brandon? And then they're you know they're shopping in in uh, in Brandon. Um, you know, there's so many great businesses in Brandon. So. Yeah, there was a one of the first events probably 15 years ago. I did with the Brandon Tennis Association. It was a campaign called Stay and Play. Uh, and uh, that's what I think about with this wellness center. Yeah. I mean, why not stay in town on an evening? Don't run into Sioux Falls to get dinner or to right. whatever. Um, stay in Brandon, play in Brandon, move around, see your neighbor. Uh, and especially, I love your concept about the winter months. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always think one of the best things to invest in is leadership. And when I'm going to yeah. give money to an organization, that's usually the first thing I look at. It Certainly, I look mm-hmm. at the mission yeah. And does it connect with my values? But I also want to know that there's good leadership. So can you talk a little bit about the leadership behind the project? Yeah, it's Obviously, great, you, great which is, you know, but... Yeah, well. I mean, we've, we have, a, we have a, a board that we just formed, um, and then we have an, an advisory team. And uh, where we're at right now is really building that. I mean, that's really our work right now. But the, the board is uh, Tim Jorgensen, uh, Aaron Hansen, Becky um, 
Uh, oh my goodness, Becky from soccer. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, Becky. That's okay. You don't have to even give the names, Becky. But Becky, Becky is a former president and a staff member with Brandon Hockey or Brandon Soccer. Um, and then uh, we also have Amanda Barton, uh, who's been a longtime Brandon resident and a, a champion of this concept. I, this is a this is really uh, um, a number of years ago. There was a uh, a program that came through Brandon, and, and the idea was okay. What's kind of strategic planning? Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, um, but it was it was a big deal. A lot of money was invested in it. Um, and it kind of was a get, kind of get this ball rolling, and she was a big part of that. And so, really, this is kind of an outflow of that. And and, and there was thirteen outcomes that they said. I remember that study, yeah, and I can't remember <laughs> the name of it either. But yeah, um, but there's thirteen, and one of them was a community wellness center. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our our goal was like, hey, let's just let's pick, let's let's look at one of these. And so that's part. Uh, the city's on board. The park board's on board. Um, we have an advisory council. Uh, I, I can't share all the names, but it's, it's many people from Brandon that we've just kind of reached out to and said, would you be, would you be a, an advisor for this? And so, um, that's a pretty large group. There's about 25 people in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right now we're in the process of, of uniting, um, all of those organizations. And so bringing them under one quote unquote vision for this wellness concept. And, and really right now we're seeking, Who's going to be that point construction person, that that team that's going to lead the construction? Because that's ultimately, we all agree that we need it. Right. We just got to get some action moving forward. So mm-hmm. we're in the process of selecting that right now. Mm-hmm. So, And I think when you can put it on paper, whether it be a drawing or a, mm-hmm. a artist rendering or whatever you call yeah. it, I mean, it, people need to see it. Yeah. And then they know that, oh, this is a thing. This is really going to happen. Yep, and that's where it's it's kind of, we kind of come short of that uh, up to this point, but we're we're really encouraged. I, I and again, I I've kind of I've not said this publicly, but I'm going to say it publicly now because I think if we can come together with a with a with a general contractor, we have the plans, we've done a lot of the work, we have the research. The really the next step is is sharing this vision with the community and beginning the fundraising project because we don't want to be under the banner of any one particular organization we want it to be community led and community focused not corporately focused mm-hmm. um, and so one of the we've we've spent time with Watertown and uh, one of the things we learned from Watertown they built a 23 million dollar project well that was 18 million of it was financed through the city tax hmm. and we we don't have the resources yeah, to do that right, right so it's going to be privately funded community funded and so that's so we really have to sell or I shouldn't say sell we really have to articulate uh, the integrity of our organization and who we are, and so that's that's really the process. But I, I believe, uh, and I'm really pushing uh, that we would begin construction by August 1st of this year. Uh, awesome. And so that's that's going to take. That's a bold, lot. but people like bold. Let's well, just do it. You I, know, when you're my age, you don't like like things. You don't want to have to wait too long. Well, we've waited long enough. We absolutely have. We, we've done yeah. enough. Uh, you know, what do you call it? You know, kicking the dirt and yeah. shuffling and ho hum, and we've done enough of that. I mean, we, we studied need... it. You've studied it. Correct. <laughs> we've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked, and and it's now it's time. It's time to you know pony up. And we last year in our first year we raised fifty five thousand um, dollars towards this, mm-hmm. which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great start. Um, that's you know a good start, but we're going to have to probably 
increase that significantly this year. <laughs> so, but I believe it. I believe it's just a matter of getting folks educated, informed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then following through. Yeah. Well, we come from a generous community, and we're very thankful for that. And I have no doubt that this effort's going to be successful. So. Thanks yeah. so much for taking time to visit with us today. Well, thank you for, for taking the opportunity to... Okay, scale I, of one to 10, how awkward is it for you to be at the other microphone? This is I'm actually more comfortable over here than over there. Oh, okay. Well, you did great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, don't tell them how much we're paying you to say that. Yeah, okay. I won't. I won't. I won't. Thanks, I hope ben. I get some free popcorn when I leave or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you. All right. So thanks, John. Thanks uh, for all you've done for the community. It's really exciting. Love it. Yeah. Good, good. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And please share this podcast with your friends and neighbors. Go Lynx. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!